We have a mystery guest today. Kind of intriguing, right? She must be anonymous. But everything we talk about is so, so visceral. So, so real. So grounded in reality that you have no idea how it's even possible. Get ready. Mystery Woman Cece joins us on Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Okay, let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Open Loops, an intellectually escapist podcast for the escapist intellectual. This is a show where we celebrate intellectual diversions as a way of life. Conspiracy, mystery, just plain weird. It's got a rightful place here in the three-ring circus of your boundless imagination. My name is Greg Bornstein. I'm your loop master. And today we have Cece. What a weird conversation this is. You're going to listen to this and think, this guy is a terrible, terrible conversationalist. He's talking about one thing, and then midway through, he starts asking about love? Yeah, I do it, okay? I'm I'm not going to defend it. I'm going to sound defensive in this moment, but I'm not going to defend my actions. You get it. I even had a voice crack a couple seconds ago, and guess what? You're going to have to deal with that, too. I don't have time to edit out everything. I don't have time to smooth it over. Sometimes life isn't smooth. Sometimes you are dying on a bus, but then you spot someone across the way as it's going off the cliff, and you realize that person's the love of your life. That's how it works. That's that's a real love story. So really, while this interview goes all the way from politics to romance with no discernible pathway, it's still an interesting slice of how life really works. Just know, and, and that's my advice for all of you today. If you're going off a cliff, look around. You you might just meet that special someone. All right. Well, I know this was a very weird interview for both of us as we were experiencing it, but capturing that vulnerability, you guys, you ladies, you they's, them, z's, he's, she's, uh, zeds, all of you out there, it's what this show is all about. I want to talk to all of you. I want you to take all the messiness of life. We're going to surpass whatever limitations you believe were possible in this forum for a conversation 
that makes about as much sense as love. Here it is, your mystery guest, Cece. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the mysterious Cece on the show today. We have to call her Cece because for uh, reasons that I'm going to get into, actually, but I'm not, I'm going to skirt around it. Um, who knows? Things could be said here that might cause her to go to jail for the rest of her life. Is that true? <laughs> Is it true? Is that why we have to call you Cece? Are you worried about going to jail, young lady? No, not really. Um, it's more um, worried about getting fired. But... Really? Well, tell me, well, this is, okay, so, so Cece over here, now I love this idea of having like a mystery guest, uh, because Cece, as you can tell, doesn't have a United States of America accent, so she's from somewhere else, probably, and, she, yes, yes, and she does something in the United States, but we're not allowed to talk about it, is that true? Um, I mean, we can talk about it just as long as, uh, I mean, as long as I'm, as nobody knows who I am, I can state my opinions and I shouldn't really say out loud what I think. Okay, so let's start here. Let's start here. Are you working a job <laughs> that's political? Um, I guess... In a way, it has to do with politics, but I am not myself involved in those politics. Okay. Is Donald Trump going to win the presidency? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into it right now. You know the answers. We know that you are a Russian oligarch. I have Vladimir Putin's assistant on the line right now. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually have no idea. What I, is it? So, okay. I'm surprised on how the UN collects its information, actually. Oh, did I give it away? I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. You gave it away. Do we have to edit that? Oh, my gosh. No, wait a minute. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You do something. The UN is involved. But that could be anything. I mean, you could be FBI. You could be. You could be Melania Trump, maybe. I think That's American. True. <laughs> I think my yeah, listeners. I'm guessing that she would have an. She has an American accent. <laughs> oh well, she's an immigrant. Um, but wait a minute. Okay, you know what? You. By the way, you are in New York City right now. I know. I'm start slowly giving away more of your identity. You're in New York. Uh, why? Are you insane? What is happening? Like, are you okay? Give me Cece, Cece, tell me your opinions right now. We are in a place where we're getting banned from going to other nations, at least Europe. Uh, are, do you feel safe being in New York City in America in this time we're all in? Yes, otherwise, otherwise I wouldn't have come. Um, you, you didn't know there was going to be a pandemic unless you did because that's part of your job. Wink, wink. No, no, she doesn't. But tell us. <laughs> well, um, I didn't I, – I never planned on coming to New York City specifically, but I always knew that I needed to get out of my country in order to grow professionally. And that's kind of what I did. And it just – the path that I took um, – brought me here basically that's how that's how it happened 
Are you allowed uh, to talk about where you're from? Yes, of course. Okay, so, okay. I, I just didn't know if you wanted to keep it a mystery or not. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I, I think people would be curious. I mean, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Bolivia. Bolivia. Now, here's my question. Honestly, and I, I'm very curious uh, in terms of, I mean, how long did you know that you were going to come to the United States? Did you know that at a young age? Like, when did that decision happen for you, Cece? Well, uh, the, the, I would have to tell you my love story. Oh, well, look, I mean, was it uh, as a young kid? Like, do you know about the United States? Like, is it no, something? Like, I knew, I knew, I like, I, uh, when I was little, I went and I went to watch a movie. I always knew that I wanted to learn how to speak English. And I was always very close to the American culture, I think, and particularly Latin America people are in general. Um, and I also, because of my parents and my relatives, I was also close to this country, which is why um, I came to live here for when I was 12 years old. That's when that's I, right. yeah, when I, that's how I learned English. And I stayed here until I was 15. I went back to my country and I didn't know I was coming back. Um, and then one thing led to another and uh, I just know how to make it fast. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you, now look, do you think you have to speed up to keep us Americans interested? It's just I don't want to make it boring. I, I think it's more, I would get bored. You would get bored listening to your story? <laughs> now why? What is that? Do you think, see now this already tells me you're different than most American women in, in a lot of ways. And I'll tell you why. Because I think there are a lot of women that <laughs> I've talked to in this country that, oh, and at least Amer in American men too, I'm not just going to put women here, and then Americans, let me put it this way. I think you're different than Americans because I talk about absolute nonsense, and you know this. I can talk about nonsense for like 20 minutes, and you could be like, Greg, you could have said that in one sentence. <laughs> and yet you are giving me the story of why you came from your, from your nation, from a beautiful country. I mean, I, look, I have never been to the continent of South America before, always wanted to. But, uh, and you're like, oh gosh, this is boring. You're, you're consciously, do you think about that a lot? Are you thinking about the other person's experience as you're telling them? Yes, I don't, and I also don't talk, like to talk about myself. Uh, I'd rather listen to other people. Is that yeah. something that you, do you think that's cultural? No, 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 no. I guess it just has to do with how I am and my personality. Are there selfish Bolivians? Oh, definitely, yes. <laughs> that would just a love bunch. to talk about themselves? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know a bunch of them? Yes, yes. Yeah. They love that's, it. <laughs> they love it. So, so if I were to go up to, you know, I mean, I've hung out with you. And you hang you're, out with other Bolivians? Yes, yes. Shoot, did I say your name? I hope I, I didn't. Don't know. I uh, hope not. I don't. I don't remember. That's another thing. I was. Yeah, it's fine. I'll go back. I'll go back and <laughs> make sure we're keeping her extra secret, folks. Because again, she works with Putin. Um, no, no. As I was saying, by the way, Cece does not work with any Russians. Just for the record, okay. Um, but not as, now I used to. Wait, what? <laughs> Were you in uh, the Miss Beauty pageant run by Donald Trump? Oh, no, imagine. No. Have you ever met Donald Trump? I have been to a beauty pageant before, but no. 
Wait a minute, wait a minute. You were in a beauty pageant? Yes, and I won, actually. When what? I You've never told me this. You've never told me this, Cece. Who tells this to people? I mean, no, yes. Well, I've been to Are you Miss Bolivia 2010? No, no, no. It's, it, it's, it wasn't that big, but I had the opportunity to be in Miss Bolivia, yes. See, this is what I think is interesting about you, Cece. You... <laughs> You've lived a life. You've lived a life. Like, yes, you're doing something more indirectly involved with the political scene, but there's a part of you that said, I'm going to step out on a stage and let people admire my beauty. <laughs> I was really young, and I was asked to do it by, by a bunch of people, and I, they really wanted me to do it because it was me representing this group. In Bolivia, it's very common to dance uh, during carnival and we the groups that dance we call them fraternities and they mm. have a representative and yeah whatever and I was part of that group and they chose me to represent them at this beauty pageant among all these different fraternities and that's how I ended up <laughs> in one and the winner of that beauty pageant was supposed to go to the Miss Bolivia right pageant but no my dad didn't let me wait a minute you could have gone all the way and your dad stopped you no but i'm glad he did i didn't want to either honestly could it, your life have been completely different no no imagine no that's not the path i wanted to follow it was never in my goals to be a model or beauty pageant uh, being a beauty pageant or beauty contestant whatever no <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, Cece, that this, in a way, makes you more of a, uh, I, how should I put this, hot ticket in town, uh, in the sense that oh. <laughs> you simply know that everybody interacting with you sees you as this political figure um, or, or this professional businesswoman, but secretly you know inside that you've got the stuff it takes to make it to the finals of beauty. <laughs> It never crossed my mind to think about it like that. I just took it like it was part of my life, whatever. It's another anecdote. I hope when you go, I don't know what you do these days in terms of meeting uh, eligible. Uh, honestly, I mean, you could be, are you, you could be married right now. I have no idea. Um, you might be. But if, if there are boys that you're letting into your life, and uh, believe me, I mean, to be with a Miss Bolivia would be quite an honor, I think, for the men of New York City. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hope that at some level you are at least judging them from the perspective that you could have been a national star. No, that never even crossed my mind, but thanks. That, that's an ego boost, though. I will think about it when I start dating again or whatever, you know, when I meet someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely important, I think. I think it's good to have those little secrets in your back pocket. Um, yeah, so look, Cece, you, you've got this dream of being in America. You've, you've worked with the Russians before. <laughs> Why don't you, I mean, do you think South America is going to stop us from coming? Uh, I don't think, you mean the United States? Yeah. I don't think they need anybody's permission. I think politically they already control the region. And yeah. Something like that. I mean, this is, <laughs> I every day I just I'm sit so here. Glad you, I, I'm so glad you cannot say my name. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, there's some secrets here. Have you ever worked with anybody where they did talk about the job and they got fired? Um. Yes, especially back home. Well, there isn't a lot of freedom of expression back home, even though they say there is. But I mean, I've seen political reprisals and people lost lose their jobs over things, over things, saying things that they should, but they didn't agree yeah. politically with. But like in this case, it's different because I, um, when I agree to work uh, where I'm working right now, um, they make you sign uh, a compromise, a confidentiality agreement kind of thing. And yeah. you're not supposed to say vocally or get yourself involved as an, an, an employee of where I'm working, you know, you're not supposed to say things. Already I can hear in your voice, you're like scared <laughs> to even talk about this agreement. No, no, I'm not. These are common standard agreements, I'm sure, like in companies and... I suppose that I have this idea, Cece, that you are like following every single thing that Trump says every day in the task force and Anthony Fauci and what's Joe Biden doing in this race and da 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 da. I'm like, I don't know if you even have time to do that. It sounds like you're very focused on, and, and it's partly because of your work, uh, more of the politics that deal with where you're originally from and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, do you keep up with the mess that's the U.S.? Are you watching the United States news? Like, what, what is your relationship to what is actually happening in the United States? Well, yes, part of my job is to be informed at all times, but I don't think I necessarily analyze what's going on as much as you know because i don't have the time i don't only cover in my job um the u.s but i also do mostly african countries oh wow what and, yeah so you're not that that is interesting so you're really going all over i'm going all over yeah and the americas too i cover that as well but it's it's just following uh what's the 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 politics that that are just happening you know it's not like i, I have to analyze what's going on and deeply you know in that this what's wrong with american men <laughs> what is wrong with them do they not know what they want am i i mean do i not know what i want well that's that's a whole another question uh do <laughs> What is your subject? I love it. That's your favorite subject? No, your change of subject. How you change the subject. I was just like <laughs> explaining something completely different. And you're like, okay, what about man? <laughs> um, I want to go. Well, look, I just want to, I feel like you'd be more comfortable like making fun of things stupid boys do <laughs> because you've made fun of me a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> whatever stories, and I, I don't know if you've called me a stupid boy, but no, I don't think I had. Maybe you felt like you were stupid, but I don't think I actually called you stupid. <laughs> well, look, I just think it's more. I mean, look, I, I do think the political situation's interesting, but I also think that uh, I'm just like, what is love? In New York City, I haven't been able to figure it out. <laughs> uh, do you still do online dating? 
Um, no. No, 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 not for a while, but I used to. Yeah, I mean, I have not been able to crack it. I have, I do not understand. Well, I think this setting, New York in particular, it's very complicated because I think people, I think it's perfect for being single in a number of ways, but I think it also, it can be a very lonely city. And if you, especially if you come from, uh, like from abroad, from a different country, you also, besides being lonely, you can also experience the culture shock, I guess, in a way, because it's so different from anywhere else. What, is, what, what are some of the things that really uh, shocked you? Well, I lived in this country before, so I didn't really have a culture shock, but I guess what affected me the most was just being uh, away from home and my friends and being completely alone, like being by yourself. Like you can have friends, but it's different. You can also feel lonely. Yeah. 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 And dating wise, I guess, I guess, I, I don't know, this might be my impression, but I think single men, particularly if they are um, in their early thirties, they just don't know what they want yet. So they just, oh gosh, you know, have just... as much fun as they can. <laughs> right. As many girls as they can. And I'm not saying girls can also go through that stage or whatever, you know? But I think it's dating in New York is complicated because of that, because nobody wants to have a monogamous relationship. They feel like they're wasting their time or they feel like they can get something better. Yeah. A very shallow way of, you know, going through life. But that's my personal opinion. I don't know. It would be great if I could uh, have fun in either of those scenarios because <laughs> yeah i mean it would be great to be monogamous and have fun it would also be great to be non-monogamous and actually enjoy it too i i hope to achieve that one day um yeah no, no that's that's interesting that's an interesting take i mean i think one of the things that happens a lot and i've encountered this on uh, me doing it and people doing it to me is the feeling of like the short shrift, people not giving each other a chance. Love is not growing naturally. When you're looking at someone on one of these apps, talk about this a lot, uh, and, and you see their picture and then you meet them and one thing doesn't add up, like that could be an excuse to quickly be like, okay, uh, let's try a different one. Different menu, delivery.com. You have all the restaurants. You can just pick out a new one. I mean, it's like they screw up once. You're not going to go back. There's no loyalty. There's no building. There's no, uh, you know, just trust and, and the patience often. Yeah. And I think that has to do with the fact that this is such a metropolis. It's huge. So you never have to see that person again. So that makes it even easier to detach yourself from whoever you know, you just, so. Have you ever run into anybody that you went on like one or two dates with randomly? Did you recognize them ever? I did recognize them from far apart, like from far away, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go up to them. You know, I was just, I was trying to hide actually. But... Wow. Yeah. One time <laughs> I went out with someone, it was one of the worst dates I ever had. And they ended up working at the same job that I did. Oh no. Yes. 
that was just it was it was like escape the room i was working at escape the room and i was one of the the puzzle guys the the people that sort of guide you through uh how to solve the puzzle and break out and the coworker was this girl that i went on a date with and we never we we maybe made eye contact once my entire 6 months working there <laughs> Like, like we both knew that we had a history, but it was that bad, huh? Oh, it was. Oh boy, oh boy, it 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 pains me. It pains me. Um. Well, look, I told her that I didn't want to go on the date, and she insisted. <laughs> she was like, yeah. "Let's go. I want to go." And I said, "Look, I am not in a place. This is not going to be a pleasant date." And then she said. Well, we can talk about our romantic pains together. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, if, we're, if you're agreeing to spend time with me commiserating over how bad love is, uh, then let's do it. And of course, when we get there, she actually wants to try to build something. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not sure I feel this. Also, I don't like dating right now. Do you, and it feel, was, do you feel yourself like... Do you feel like you maybe have developed a pattern with these girls that always wants? I, I'm 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 asking because I already know you. <laughs> Cece, I know you know me. You're just a good friend. I'm saying I know you. I'm saying I know you. I didn't say anything bad. I'm just saying do, have you, you know my soul. That, that you yeah that you have a pattern, a daily pattern like oh, with girls boy. who always want something and you're not ready and. Whatever. Does that keep playing out in it's interesting that that played out in like a micro way and it plays out in a macro way like it could be people that I can date for like five months and that sometimes will come out and then it can be like someone that I'm dating for uh, an evening. And just already that comes up, or okay, or something. So this is the same excuse you use to break up with people. Is that what you're saying? Wait a minute! Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I'm just asking a question. It's just a question. You're the one who said it. Like I, I can say it like after one evening. I can say it after five months. So I'm just wondering. Why do you now? What is this impression of me you're doing? <laughs> yeah, you're doing an impression. What is what is oh, your good. Like, so good though, right? And don't what, change the subject, Greg. Just answer. What is your what is your Greg Bornstein impression right now? <laughs> I don't what, have one. I mean, the one it. that I just did, I guess that was it. I don't. I, I mean, now. What is just someone being like, yeah, 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 I don't know what I want. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm just in your mind. I'm just this confused boy. It's kind of true. Well, I'm just wondering. I'm just. This is why I'm asking. I don't know. I might be wrong. I think we're all confused. Look, this no, is. No, by the no. way, I think this is the part in the in the podcast where people are like, "Oh, this is, this is, this is juicy now." Forget <laughs> Cece's experience growing up. Like now, let's find out what's wrong with Greg. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> First of all, I think Cece being in a beauty pageant is just as interesting as my failed love life, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now look, failed, that's harsh. Um, what do I want? What do I want? I think what it comes down to is, uh, mm, 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 mm. I might be the same way. I might be the same way as these 
uh, people that are always looking for an exact thing. When I see something, it, it's very hard for me in general to give something a chance if I have this gut feeling immediately that it's not going to be good long term. Could now, it be fear? Is it sorry? Could it just be fear that you're scared? That's a question you've asked me a lot. I did. Well, you've said you've said you you've told me in the past you've said, Greg, what are you uh, what are you afraid of here? What are you like? What happens if you were to let go all the way? I mean. I just, I wish it was more interesting. I honestly, and this is my problem. Okay. I'm this not is, judging you, actually. I, I actually do empathize, empathize with you because I kind of like have the same problem, but I also, I kind of like self-sabotage, like in, in relationships. Like I go into a relationship knowing already that it's going to fail. So I already have this set up in my mind. It's, it's so when you say that, rare. when you say that, what is your basis for saying that? Do you know No, that? I always know that I either, like there's always an issue. I don't like them enough, or if I like them enough, something, something's going on with them. You know, like whatever it is. Yeah, do you think it's always about, so when you say self-sabotage, because I think some people get that confused. Some people say, Self-set. You're saying it in a way that I relate to, but I also think there's some people that um, it's a really, <laughs> I think there are two kind of self-sabotages. One is, I know this person isn't right for me at some level in my gut, therefore it's not going to work out, which is what you're talking about, I believe. And then there's the other kind, which is, this person is great, and I'm the problem, and I don't have myself together and I'm going to destroy this somehow unconsciously. You're saying it's more of the first one, or do you think do you think it goes into that other one? I'm saying there's a, there's a third kind in which you know that the relationship, like you said, like you put it, like you know it's not going to work out, but instead of like not taking the chance like you do, like you, like you don't, I guess, you do take the chance. You knew that this was going to be an issue in the long run. So you self-sabotage yourself from the beginning of the relationship. You go into the relationship knowing that it's going to end. And you know, you know what yeah. I mean? So wait, you're saying it's both people. You know the prop person's wrong and you know already that you're wrong for even entertaining the relationship. Yes. So both of the dysfunctions are gonna come up in a beautiful way. You know that? That's kind of love. That sounds like love to me. Um, I don't know. I think it sounds sick. It, it sounds, <laughs> yes. No, it sounds very bad. It sounds horrible. Um, that is very messed up. When you look at that behavior, and we'll get back to me in a bit, but when you look at that behavior, is that something that you're consciously like, I'm going to stop dating because I know this is going to happen again? Or are you like, I'm going to keep dating and I'm going to work on myself to make sure this doesn't happen? Look, I've been to do therapy and the therapy is only made, like, she only helped me realize that I have these issues that I knew that I already had. I wasn't maybe conscious of them and I wasn't conscious of the patterns, but 
well, therapy isn't magic either. So uh, I guess I'm, now I'm aware, but I really don't know what to do about it. <laughs> I'm like, I feel stuck with these patterns. Like I know, but I just don't know what to do about them. So maybe, yeah, maybe hypnosis would... Gnosis. Well, look, I mean, where do you think it starts? Does it start with the person? Like, what if, okay, let's explore this for a second. What if the guy was good? Like, what if you actually thought that there wasn't anything wrong with him and that this would be perfect? Does that ever happen for you? No. And when it does, the guy wants nothing to do with me, so. Mm. Yeah. Look, I could... I mean, look. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why I'm attracted to the person in the first place. When I know it's perfect, I know the person is not. I don't know. It's like, it just all goes back to self-sabotaging. Self-sabotaging. Right, right, right. Well, look, I mean, honestly, and and uh, do you want me to give you my thoughts on this? I don't have to. We could keep exploring it, but I definitely have some. I could go into Greg life coaching mode, but I don't want to give that to you unless you want it. Sure, let's hear it. You want it? You want the it diagnosis? Might it might be helpful for, to others. Yeah, sure. Okay, so here's what I believe is happening. And I, and I just say this because it is um, also my perspective on sort of what has happened to me. Like this is sort of what, what, what can happen to me. It seems like there's an identity level uh, confusion going on for you where you're automatically identifying it's almost like the self-sabotaging pattern is almost part of who you are as an adult right now i think there's like some I deep identity level shifting that needs to happen so that when you go into these situations the belief system that you have about what's going to happen when you actually meet these people uh isn't sabotaging like it sounds it sounds to me i don't know if this is true yes i'm acting like the ultimate mansplainer right now but uh, so i please correct me where i'm wrong but what i think is interesting is that it seems like you and the self-sabotage thing are like entwined together like do you believe it's possible for you to even go into a relationship right now without sabotaging yeah you might be right it's part, it's part of the pattern. I guess in a way it kind of becomes part of who you are and you don't realize it until somebody's like, like my therapist. So you do, you're doing this and you never realized. And that's why you have to be aware of it to be able to change what you're doing. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I think there's so much more to you than this one identity. Like there is so much more to all of us. I mean, same with me. I believe that I'm fully capable of going out and meeting someone that at first I'm perhaps appalled by at some level, basic level. Uh, and then if I were to force myself to spend time with that person over time and really get to know them, I believe that I could fall in love, maybe not at the most satisfactory level, but perhaps in a way that goes beyond what I've previously limited myself. Now, that being said, I also know that I've done a lot of that in the past, like, like my long-term relationships. Uh, I, 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 not even long-term, just any relationship that where it's gone on longer than like a couple of dates and it's forged into something. I've done that before. I've been like, eh, 
sometimes this person isn't all the way there for me, but there's something fundamental here. I'm going to hold on to it and see what grows over time. And it hasn't gone further than I would have liked to. Like it deepened a little bit, but it still didn't open my heart up in the way that I thought it would. And in that's sort of where I'm operating from these days. I'm like, do not commit myself to something I don't want. It's an important thing, I think, for people to be like, I know I don't want this in the beginning. I'm not going to do it. Now, if I really start detecting a part of my life where I'm like, hmm, I need to give this up. I need to give up this kind of practice because I'm not giving anyone a chance, then yeah, I will start actively becoming aware of that. However, uh, I've gotten to the point now where I'm very good, at, to myself at least, I think about filtering people quickly. That, that's why this video date, have you done any of these video dates? No, no. Uh, oh my gosh, you got to do this. You have to date on video. I'm telling you, it is a game changer of game changers, and here's why. Unless you want to go out with your mask, keep paying for drinks, I believe you get a good sense of that person FaceTiming them. Having like a, even a 10, I can do it in five minutes. I can have a five-minute conversation with someone, and at the very least, I'll know if it's totally not right for me. Saves you time, saves you money, saves you getting dressed up. I think that's the one good thing to come out of this pandemic, the pre-screen dating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine. When I talk to someone, I already know. You do? But, yeah, it, usually, not all the time. Now, do you mean when you talk, you, do you mean like texting, you know? Texting, texting. like I know whether I'm going to like this person or not. Wow. Now, wait a minute. Does that, will you go on a date with someone that you're texting knowing you're not going to like them? Sounds like you do. No, knowing that I'm not going to like them physically, you mean? No, I mean, like, if a guy is, like, you're texting with this guy and you're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to really like this guy. And then he's like, hey, Cece, let's go out. No, 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 no. I have to like him. I have to like him a little, at least. No, it's, I'm not that screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you were for... <laughs> That way, you know, I, I can. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't want. Well, good. I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're not. Uh, because, I mean, so, okay. So the self-sabotage thing. I mean, how does it manifest then? You're talking to someone. You kind of like. Oh, it them. doesn't manifest in the. Well, yeah, I guess in the early. Really, you always know, you know, what's a game breaker, a deal breaker, deal breaker in the beginning. You always know. So you've got that. You've but got then, major issues, you know. What whether... does it take for a man to get you out on a date? Do you have to like him through text? Uh, the minimum is that I have to like his picture, right? And yes, he has, he has to sound coherent and like a normal human being when he talks to me. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's how low the bar is these days for women. He just has to sound normal. <laughs> He doesn't even have to be smart. <laughs> he doesn't even have to be educated. He doesn't have to be like this brilliant conversationalist that understands you. He just has to be normal. Is that it? <laughs> Obviously, all those things too. Obviously, yes. But I thought you were just asking, you know, what are, what's the minimum? Right, 
right but, but the thing is okay so so say you meet this superhero guy that you know just isn't a creeper uh because apparently that's all that matters um and you no know, no look i mean you, you meet this guy and you like him he takes you out on a date when does the self-sabotage come up um first date second like when you uh, do you know in like 10 minutes like when are you like oh i actually know gonna... the first date yeah but I mean, it can be a, it, there's a range of issues you know i can be i don't know he's not good enough in the sense that i don't know he might you know there are things i don't know oh you know i know you don't want to say them you were miss bolivia he's not good enough for the for the miss (laughs) not good enough just because he's not good enough just he's not good enough because i don't know he has i don't know he he's not over his ex it might be an issue or Mm. he doesn't have the same religious religious beliefs as you do or uh what else i don't know he he didn't He's a college dropout, although that shouldn't even be an issue. But but those little things do have, do tend to have, you know. They kind of build up. They build, they build up, up all the time. Exactly. So up. you allow yourself, and, and this is what I'm wondering. I mean, you seem very generous. You might, it, it almost sounds like you, you keep going out with these guys, even though at the first date, you know it's not going to last long term. Yes. And... Is because the, yes, why. the reason. Also, I'm kind of thinking like maybe no one is perfect, kind of thing. But also, you know deep down that that's not true. Yes, I know deep down it's not true. Wow. But I, but I also think that it has to be. It has to do. Oh God! It sounds like a therapy session. I know. I know. <laughs> It doesn't have to be. We could talk about we could talk about politics again. <laughs> With the fear of being um, of being lonely or alone. Yeah. That also plays a part, and that the fear of being lonely can be tricky because, especially for women, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to say women. Also for men, I guess. For me in particular, I think it's it's an issue because. I can, you know, be with someone that I know is not for me just, uh, and I have done this in the past. I don't do it now. I do other things, but at least I realized I did that before. Just, you know, yeah. people who don't, you know, fulfill what I want or whatever, they're not in, in line. So what if you went out with one if okay so this is what i'm wondering this feels logistical rather than even a, an issue with you like this feels like more more of a organizational issue than even like an interpersonal issue and here's what i mean in my mind if i were to be like it's time to find a guy that you actually do think something long-term could happen with that isn't gonna just not be interested in you what i would do is this i'd go okay Go out, make it a point to go out on 21st dates in the next month. Oh, but no, the thing is that they end up being super interested in me. And there's, I think that's also part of the issue that 
somehow I always need to be adored by these guys. I know it sounds terrible, but you like it. You like the adoration. Yeah, but I think I'm trying to fill in emotional voids with my partners, and that's not healthy either. Right. You know right. I mean? No, I mean, hey, I've definitely done it. I've I've got all the voids in the world. And I think that's just a formula for failure. You shouldn't mm. be looking for someone to fulfill your emotional voids or just to so that you don't feel alone. I mean, you should be with a person because they make you happy and you do your own thing and they do their own thing and you try to grow together. Yeah, yeah. But it's easier said than done. So, yeah. Do you feel, I mean, I, I feel like I don't want to leave you in this place right now where you're just like, yeah, Greg, I'm a mess. Thanks for bringing this up and recording no, no, it. No, but you, you were about to, to tell me something. I go in 20 dates and what else? No, well, what I'm saying is, that, well, I, I'm just wondering, like, would it be worth really putting a limit on yourself for, and, and this is something I really have to do too, like, you know, I, I mean, I think it's so seductive to meet these people that give you like a little taste of that thing that you don't want. Like it's kind of like being in a, you know, like you're walking down the street and you see an ice cream truck and you're like, oh, my gosh, I know that's bad for me, but I want it. Uh, and I, I think that's what can happen with with a good date. It's like, OK, I know this is not going to work in the long run. I know this person is not, doesn't meet some fundamental things, but it's going to make me feel good for a little while. So why not? Lost. <laughs> what? That's lost. I mean, that. well, no, it, it is lost, but I, <laughs> I'm not talking about it at that level. I mean, I mean it from a, I mean it from a heart place. I mean, it, it's going to fulfill your soul to have a man adore you briefly as you know, in my life. It's it, not have someone. Yeah. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is this, like, what if you structured your life? Because I'm figuring this out for myself, too. Like, if I really want to conquer dating in New York City uh, when I get back, I think my move would be this. I would say, I, I would actually do this. I'd say, hey, look, and maybe I'd even tell this to the girl. I'd be like, <laughs> I mean, that would be outrageous for a woman to hear, but I'd be like, look, online dating has been a painful experience for me. I want you to know right now that I have 21st dates with different women booked this month. Actually, I probably wouldn't say that. But, um, but you know, this is at least, this would be the game plan. My game plan would be to book 21st dates and tell myself I will not make another date with that for girl, any girl, until I've gone through all 20. Just, so, I mean, it could be 10, even just 10 until I've experienced 10 different people, 10 different versions of connections. Now, I say 20 because, you know, you could get nine out of 10 of them being college dropouts and one being, you know, I mean, uh, one being someone that might be good but is not interested in you. Like, like that could be the situation. You know, that's kind of why, that's statistically what you've described to me. You're like, yeah, they're all either people that I kind of censored losers and that I'm going to self-sabotage just because I want their affection or it's someone that I actually think is great that's not interested in me. So probabilistically, I'm saying, okay, yeah, if you go out with 10 guys, nine of them could statistically be that loser and one of them could be the guy that you really wanted but's not interested 
But if you say 20, then the chances that all of them are going to be losers except one or that it's going to be a buildup of like guys you're really into, it just goes down. See, I think what happens is we settle sometimes for cheap affection over quality affection because cheap affection feels good in the moment. It's a quick fix. It's not just lust. I'm not talking about horniness here. I'm talking about that quality of love. So I'm saying structurally build in your life. Be like 20 people. I'm going to let in. I'm just going to explore what this is. And even then after that first date, you're probably going to learn more about yourself because you just have a slew of different people because guess what? I'm going to bet it's not even going to take 20 people for you to find someone that you're into in a different way. And that's actually into you. Like, I bet that could happen. It's just, we don't even give ourselves the chance. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to do that, Greg? (laughs) (laughs) For you, yes. I'm going to book 20 men for you. (laughs) I'm going to submit the calendar. You give me the times you're available. I will find all 20 of these men. Now, they're all going to be magicians. (laughs) (laughs) so just be prepared for that um and now look i mean will i do it i i think it would be a great experience for online dating i think it would be great the other thing i've concluded though cc is that maybe it's better to just meet people doing the things you're interested in doing yeah that's what i thought too i don't know i think because going through a list of 20 people is just sounds so exhausting Wow. I know. So are you going to settle for cheap affection over a quality man more immediately? That's fine if you are. Nothing wrong with that. Look, I love McDonald's still. I'll eat it. I don't want to settle. Of course not. I don't think anyone wants to. It's just sometimes how life plays out. Yeah. Well, look. You know, as we hear the sirens blaring in the New York City background, ah, oh, miss the city, miss it. Um, you know, I wonder, are you, <laughs> I feel like we did get into a really heavy session here. And I'm wondering if I've completely screwed you up for the rest of your day. Oh, no, no, you didn't. This is, this is something I was talking to about to my sister um before we had our little talk so this was this was probably why it came out as well because i was already thinking about it and talking about it so don't worry you didn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) okay okay no i mean look i i really appreciate you being open and honest with me uh it's a it's an interesting conversation and I probably definitely talked too much. I feel like that's going to be like, if I was listening back to this, I'd be like, why don't you listen to CC? She's got good stuff to say. Um, <laughs> so yeah, why don't you, why don't you just say some stuff right now? Say what is, <laughs> what is burn? Is there anything? Yeah. What is like, is there something that you've been waiting for someone to ask you about that you've been dying to talk about for like an hour? <laughs> oh, not really. Not really. I actually find what you talk about very interesting. So you can go on as long as you want. I don't really have much much to say. <laughs> no, you do. You do. 
Oh my gosh. Look, I wish I had, maybe I should have done a video version of this so people could appreciate the beauty of Bolivia oh, right here. Miss Bolivia. I mean, that's what you're telling me. You were a winner. Um, okay, t let's do this. Tell me this right now. If I could tell you, if I was talking to the president of the United States, maybe not the current president, if I was talking to Barack Obama and I was like, hey, I know someone from Bolivia that had a chance to be Miss Bolivia and she was turned down. And he was like, Greg, uh, let me let me help her. Let me see her. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I showed her your picture, showed him your picture. And uh, Barack was like, uh, yes, yes, I'm going to make her Miss America. Would you take it right now if you had the <laughs> chance to be Miss America? Would you do it? Mm, no. Really? That's not my goal anymore. It was never my goal, first of all. What if Michelle Obama said it? No, 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 no. What <laughs> because, if, first okay. of all, okay. being pigeons to me, it's objectifying women. <laughs> As, that goes against everything I... That's true. I have seen you drink misogynist tears before. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> yeah. Was that? Okay. So you're past it. Okay. Well, what about president of the United States? No, that's another thing. If, if Joe Biden was like, I'm stepping down. Here's CC. I couldn't because I wasn't born here, but I could be president of Bolivia. Oh, you would do that. I would do that. Yes. How would you change Bolivia? Oh, my God. I don't know if I could, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is not a convincing campaign right now you're running on. I want the people to vote for you after this interview. Well, uh, I would focus on the health and education uh, and the corruption that there is. There's a lot of um, ramping corruption in my country if you think there's one thing that could change in the world right now to make it a better place what would you put your focus on one thing that would make the world a better place yeah but like like if it was like there was a list i mean obviously there is a list of things but if you had to like go in order of priority where would you go first um probably gender equality wow wow so that would be the top of your list to, to make the world do you think that really plays out in like like it it trickles all the way down to economics or it's just it's an un it does it goes all the, like like in, and i don't just mean i mean like i know there's a pay gap that's uh honestly like reprehensible uh for people who are doing the same amount of work um so that's an issue but i mean in terms of like going down like does gender equality go down to like making sure the roads are fixed or do you just think it's an issue we just have to knock out so that all those other things can even be built like where does that stance come from where is this uh, is it well, just in, yeah go ahead i think um god it's such a complicated issue i don't even know where to start well, gender equality, I think, is, is something we have to accomplish, not only for the economy or for equality as 
as human beings, not just because we are the same, but also because women have a different point of view in different things and they, um, they can do different things. I don't know, like for example, in politics, um, when you include women for negotiations, political negotiations in war-torn countries, for example, it's mm -hmm. completely different how the negotiation goes on, uh, whereas when, when you don't have women at all and you don't have the representation, the the negotiation just goes a different, you know, it's just different. Yeah. And in the end, I mean, that's just one level of it. Like, you know, like, there, like you said, not only in economics, there are politics, there are different places where the patriarchal society is just so immersed in our culture that we don't even realize when we are being non-inclusive or excluding uh, women. And yeah. I think that that has not, of course, it's not going to solve every single problem, but I think it's a start. I, I would focus on that, definitely. Wow. Okay. So we'll tell that to the voters. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, I think it's uh, that's a you know, well-articulated position. And the one final question I would ask before we wrap up is if you became the president of love in New York City, what do you think? What would the number one change you'd make to New York City dating? The number one thing um, I would change. That's hard. I have no idea. I guess, I guess that if you decide to go out with a person, if you're sure that you want to go out with a person, just make sure that you're going to have to have at least three dates with that person. So that way you just don't choose anybody, you know, just to pass wow. time. Wow. That's interesting. The three date rule. Very nice. I like it. Well put. Well put. Cece, uh, <laughs> thank you. I very much enjoyed having you on. I know it was uh, a weird conversation. We kind of went all over the place. Uh, that's sort of what this whole thing's about. But, uh, you know, I, I always like hearing people from other backgrounds and, and are doing different things. So uh, you're definitely the one friend of my life that's doing the high-level secretive work that you're doing. So uh, I want that perspective. And, I mean, we had Miss Bolivia on. We had Miss Bolivia on the show. Okay. Kind of an honor. Kind of an honor. Um, Cece. Any final words you want to say before we wrap up? Thank you for the invitation, Greg. I really enjoy talking to you as well. And yeah, I look forward to, to your podcast and to listening to your other guests. Oh my gosh, I did not force her to say that, people. I really <laughs> didn't. I feel like people might think I did. I didn't. That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, look, Cece, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon, Greg. Take, Take care. care. Stay safe out there. Thanks. Yes, is that college dropout loser guy she's settling for really me, your host, Greg Bornstein? It could be. Of course, I'm not in a relationship with this CC character. I did graduate from school, though. I, I suppose getting a degree for fine arts is... You, you might be better off being a college dropout. These are all the questions I'm left with. Either way... I think we got some great intel today. 
You never know who your Miss Bolivia is going to be. Could be the woman, the man you're with right now. Take a guess. Make it happen. Pop the cork, finger snapping, spin the wheel. Round and round we go. Round and round and round. Opening loops. Asking answers. Finding questions. Thank you for listening. Enjoy.